Good morning. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. District 5 Boston City Councilor Ricardo Arroyo is making it official, and he will be running to become the next Suffolk District Attorney. When Rachel Rollins was elevated to the position of U.S. Attorney for Massachusetts, her position is currently being filled by appointed Kevin Hayden, who will be serving out the rest of this term, and this year also plans to run for the Suffolk County DA. Now, Ricardo comes from a big political family. I have no doubt he has a lot of political ambition. He has done some positives where it comes to his budget vote back in 2020. He has done some negatives and his completely avoiding the 2021 budget vote because he didn't want to politically damage his preferred mayoral candidate, Kim Janey. He did more recently stand out in favor of using the Roundhouse Hotel by Mass and Cass to provide housing first treatment model. So that definitely deserves praise. And ultimately, I see him as being in line politically with Rachel Rollins, which is much closer to being a moderate DA than anything transformational. Though I am looking forward to seeing what policies and issues he runs on, because he is already framing himself as the spiritual successor to Rachel. And speaking of Rachel Rollins, she made two recent announcements that deserve criticism. The first being that she would pursue the death penalty of the Boston Marathon bomber, Sernayev, if directed to. And the second, about expanding the Boston gang database. Addressing the former first, that really is nothing more than throwing out red meat to a crowd. Anyone who has taken a public stance, in truth, on should we bring back the death penalty for Sinaev is really just a way of signaling to conservative suburban home dwellers that yes, you too will use the violence of the state to kill people if needed. The second concerning the Boston gang database, Rachel Rollins wants to include neo-Nazis into it, criticizing the racial disparity that is of course meant to target low-income, teenaged, black children from Boston's lowest income communities, Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan. However, the concept that if we just expanded that for white supremacists would somehow even it out or make the existing system fair is absolutely ludicrous and is generally something that we see with the surveillance state is find a target that people with political power are okay with you going after to continue to justify its existence while never actually changing the fundamental institution of surveillance. So we absolutely should be working to dismantle the Boston gang database, not expand it. Love to get Ricardo's views, especially on the latter. In somewhat of a surprising turn of events, Boston Public School Superintendent Brenda Casilius will be departing in June. Now, if I recall, she was originally raised as an acting superintendent once Tommy Chang left and then was given the job full time. And it now means that Michelle Wu will have to begin the search for a new commissioner of the Boston Police Department and also simultaneously a new superintendent of the Boston Public Schools. Now, the issue of COVID was, of course, the biggest concern over the past two years. However, the big issues around Boston Public Schools continue to be 
the existence and admittance into exam schools, the vast disparity of quality of public schools, the racial and class segregation that we have in the city in our public schools, and also the direction of a elected or partially elected or maintain the system of appointed Boston School Committee. So it's possible the events of the last few years have just taken its toll, or perhaps this is because a change of direction by the Wu administration. I'm really not sure, but if you know anything, please reach out. According to a new report done by the Executive Office of Public Safety and Security here in Massachusetts, has released an analysis of police traffic stop data and found that drivers of color were more likely to be subjected to searches and had a higher chance of receiving a criminal citation than white drivers. However, you wouldn't have known that if you only read the headline from the Boston Globe, which says, quote, State says data find no support for patterns of racial disparity in traffic stops. Now, in fairness to the writer of this, Nick, I believe the last name is Stoiko, writers do not get to pick the headlines normally, so this would be on the editor. Also, it is very possible that in the 415-page report, they say something similar to that. However, it is incredibly misleading, given that within the first sentence, it demonstrates racial disparity. Now, this looked at traffic stops from February to December of 2020 and analyzed the data from the state police and local departments in collaboration with uh, Salem State University and Worcester State University. White drivers were also more likely to be let off with a warning, less likely to be criminally charged, and less likely of the incident ending in arrest compared to black drivers in Boston. Finally, Charlie Baker is preparing to unveil new proposed revisions to the state building code, something which was supposed to come out months and months ago as part of our climate change mitigation, which would, among other things, allow individual communities to opt in to a specialized stretch code that would then require new construction to be more energy self-sufficient. Now, the idea that we're going to put it on the 351 cities and towns to opt in to what is without question vital to part of our reduction of carbon emissions is absurd. That needs to be the standard. And it is also important to remember that on this topic, the city of Brookline in 2019 barred all new fossil fuel infrastructure. However, only to have that shut down by Attorney General Mara Healy, who said municipalities do not have the authority to supersede state building and gas codes. So everyone please do remember that the Democratic frontrunner was one of the major roadblocks in our carbon emissions. And that's going to do it for today. Definitely encourage you to go listen to the new episode of the Woo Watch. It's getting positive reviews, which I, of course, love to see. And, of course, if you haven't yet, I'm going to keep saying it. Scroll down, five stars, write a quick review. Really appreciate it. And with that, take care. And have a great rest of your day.